as soon as that tr that trade goes into drawdown, what are you feeling in that exact moment? Because that is usually the subconscious belief system telling you, oh, you're losing again, or, oh, no, I can't afford to lose this much money. Whatever it is with that instantaneous emotion, that first thought, that initial trigger that comes up, these are usually where the key to the subconscious beliefs are. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Jake, and you are listening to The Success Shift, a show where perfection does not exist, but learning and growth take center stage. Have you ever felt stuck, like you're doing all the work but not getting the results? Maybe you feel like there's something missing. Perhaps there is some sort of internal shift that's needed to really get you to that next stage of success. Well, buckle up and join me as we jump into the minds of those who have been successful in their field and dive a little deeper into what is actually needed to get you to that next level. Is success just a state of mind? Does believing you're successful act as a catalyst to greater success? Is it something we can work on or are some people just luckier than others? No matter what you're into or where your passion lies, if you're wanting change or a shift in perspective, then you are definitely going to want to tune in. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Success Shift. Today is Wednesday, and we had snow again yesterday. So it stopped snowing for most of Christmas time, but it decided that on the first day of my new job, it wanted to snow again. So this new part-time job that I'm doing, always having a job to sort of support the side hustle, which over time will become the full-time gig. But this part-time job involved me standing outside in the snow from 7.30 to 10.30, handing out flyers to pretty disgruntled people on their way to work. But it did give me a very good appreciation for my position. Um, I must admit, it opened my eyes to how happy I am that I left this suited nine-to-five lifestyle um, and that I was there to able to listen to my music and try and put a smile on people's faces, act like a bit of a clown in the snow and give people a... A bit of something to smile about, as well as pay some random compliments, as we were discussing earlier in the week. Halfway through my shift, shall we say, I got uh, reminded of, of our conversation about giving strangers compliments, and I tried to give um, a few more. Whilst it was nerving at the start, um, I challenged myself to, I think it was the first five, was kind of like, just give five, and then by that time, they started to roll off the tongue. And so I was very grateful for this call, bringing that conversation up and being able to actually implement that and get over a little bit of a fear that I had. Germans can be very strict and disciplined. Let's just say that. Shall we enjoy this? Pulling around really in their front line. So it was nice to be able to stand out a little bit in my pink jacket and throw some random compliments and find gratitude in my position, not having to be a suit on my way to work. <laughs> so I was very grateful for that. I'm also very grateful for life at the moment. I'm listening to the Audible um, by Victor E. Frankel, Man's Search for Meaning. And I don't know if you've read that book or heard about it. Check some ones in the chat if you've heard about it. Check some twos if you've read it. Um, but it's some pretty grim insight to what happened in uh, the Holocaust and during the war and in the concentration camps and being in Germany, I thought it was a fitting time to listen to this audiobook. But he's got a very interesting outlook on life and you know just how precious it can be. So I'm grateful for the ability to live and breathe and enjoy my day. 
as well as um, not having to be put in those conditions. We really do have it pretty bloody luxurious. The book was Man's Search for Meaning by Victor E. Frankel. So, yeah, it's a very, very interesting book. And he talks a lot about the why and talking about how uh, lots of the Conrads or other inmates or whatever you want to call them, prisoners, they often passed away once they lost hope and once they lost uh, their why and their meaning for survival and a very interesting turn of perspective that they share in this book was it's not about what you can get out of life, but what life can get out of you. And, you know, often we look at, let's say we look at life from a selfish way. You know, lots of people who are not doing so well, they're like, oh, life's got nothing to give to me anymore. Like, I'm not enjoying any of this. But often those people have so much to give to others and can give back in life and can provide value for other people who are struggling. So sometimes fighting and getting through a battle is not so much about getting it, getting through it for yourself, but what you can share to others once you've gotten through that battle. And just like I am trying to get through this battle of trading and share it with you, my journey and my outcome, um, you can find that in many different areas of life. So sometimes I actually find that, you know, we've got a group of people here that continuously show up, sharing my growth, sharing my um, lessons. And sometimes I find that my journey Although I definitely want it for myself and all the benefits that come along, I sometimes find that I'm also doing it for those of you who are watching, who are listening, who are showing up, who are taking in information and can learn from each and every one of my struggles. So I'm grateful for you guys to still be showing up because that's, you know, a part of a push that I have that allows me to to keep going on those tough days and finding that why. So Went off on a bit of a tangent there, but this book's been very interesting and it's made me find a lot more gratitude for things that I wasn't finding gratitude for before. So chuck some gratitude in the chat. Have a little bit of coming through here. Today, I am grateful for the warmer. Oh, next one down. I'm grateful for mild winter temperatures and beautiful hoarfrost. I don't actually know what that is, to be honest. I'm grateful for long hugs from my children and an incredible lunch date with a wonderful new friend. I met at Teresa's New Year's training day in Edmonton. Oh, wow, that's lovely. New friends are great. I'm starting to understand just how important old friends and new friends are. And that's going to be one of my things moving into this year is finding myself a couple of friends in here in Germany. I'm grateful for the warmer winter temperatures and the long walk I could take with my dog to enjoy the sunshine and beautiful Hoarfrost. Oh, there we go. There's two people mentioning hoarfrost. I still don't know what it is or if I'm saying it correctly, but um, I guess it's beautiful. And anything with a dog is amazing. So I'm a bit jealous of that. I'm grateful that I was able to spend a couple of days with my youngest son, helping him set up his very first apartment. Oh, how exciting. Six hour drive there and back was good winter driving. So I'm grateful for that as well. Today was one of those days that I popped awake before my alarm. And for that, I'm extremely grateful. Yes, I love that. I actually did that this morning as well. I think I was nervous about my my job coming up, but I was wide-eyed awake, looked at my watch, and there was two minutes to go before my alarm. So I was very grateful for that as well. I'm also very grateful for this group and the consistency of your effort to help us on this journey, Jake. Thank you very much. Yeah, it can be hard to find this consistency and show up every time and bring value, especially useful value. Um, and so I really appreciate 
everyone who shares their gratitude. And again, for those of you who are consistently showing up as well, I'm grateful for life and feeling like today is going to be a great day. Today is going to be a great day, Tamika. I love it. Every day that you say is going to be a great day is a great day. I absolutely love that. Hoarfrost is amazing. I'm going to have to Google this. Judy had some great photos of the hoarfrost. Okay, I'm definitely going to have to look it up. Look it up on Google Images one day. Hoarfrost is stunning. Ice crystals are deposited on bare trees, and it's just a dream. Mm, all right. I mean, I've heard of frost, but I haven't heard of hoarfrost. I guess Google will explain it to me later. Okay. Today, I want to continue on our conversation about conscious versus subconscious. Um, yesterday, we were talking a lot about conscious versus subconscious on the charts. We were talking about trying to bring attention to the conscious and the subconscious, trying to understand which subconscious traits are beneficial for us and behaviors are, are good for us and which subconscious behaviors are bad for us, bringing attention to them, finding the conscious behaviors that are good for us, finding the conscious behaviors that are bad for us, and ultimately turning our good conscious behaviors into subconscious behaviors and our bad subconscious behaviors, bringing attention to them to bring them to the conscious mind and ideally rid them from our trading plan and from our, our life in general. But today I want to take it a little bit of a step further and not talk about so much subconscious behaviors, but more sub beliefs. So this is quite a tricky concept to explain. So I'll give it my best shot here. But often our behaviors derive and stem from our beliefs. And the very, very, very difficult thing about subconscious beliefs is they are subconscious. Or another term that we can use for this is unconscious. So they are beliefs that we have that we kind of aren't aware of. And this is why they can be so hard to shift the subconscious beliefs and values. And this is why it takes so much work to dig down deep and find these subconscious beliefs. Because a conscious belief, for example, is... You know, I, I like the feeling of people laughing when I make jokes. You know, that's a conscious belief. You believe that you like that feeling. But a subconscious belief is more than that. And it comes from somewhere, usually within our childhood. But the contradicting thing is if we are aware of it, then it's more of a conscious belief. And a subconscious belief hides within. So we need to start pulling back layers to find out what these subconscious beliefs are. Usually they're, they come from past memories or... Um, you know, times in our life that we want to repress. That's often where some of the subconscious behaviors come from. And that's why lots of our initial subconscious behaviors can be more of a negative um, belief. So Sigmund Freud, um, he talks a lot about the unconscious beliefs. And so, for example, he says in this little snippet that I've got here, anger at one's mother, memories of childhood abuse and hatred of a family member might be repressed in the unconscious. And then he divides that into different levels of unconscious. But the point here is that these are memories and stuff that we don't want to remember, that we push away, that we push into the subconscious, right? And so therefore, they are, these are belief systems maybe that, I don't know, that's used for, what has he got exam, example here? Angry at one's mother. Maybe you didn't have a good relationship with your mother. And so you've grown up with this thought that mothers are bad and they can be mean XYZ. I've got a great relationship. That to me is not a belief that I have. But if you grew up that way, you might have this 
underlying resentment towards mothers, for example. This is just the first example I can think of. It's probably not the best one. But my point here is that these beliefs are so ingrained into us that they are part of who we are without us being aware that we're often doing these behaviors, uh, having these beliefs. And these beliefs end up being the reason for a lot of the behaviors that we have. Now, the reason I'm trying to delve into this is because I truly believe that once we can shift the beliefs in our subconscious, we can push our life into any single direction we want. But we first have to uncover what these beliefs are, these ones that are holding us back. And often in trading, it comes from relationship with money beliefs, beliefs about how we act towards each other, beliefs about how we behave around money, beliefs about how we reward ourselves. One, for example, that we discussed earlier in the chimp paradox is, um, uh, what was the name of the example? The painting on the fridge example that we spoke about, where often when you are raised in an environment where you are rewarded and praised because of the work you do, you have this attachment to, I am only worthy if I have achieved. And what this also does, and this is coming from my personal experience, which I'm only unraveling now while I speak more about this concept with my partner and um, with you guys, is that often I can achieve incredible things, but I still feel like a failure because I haven't achieved them to where my benchmark is. This is me to a fault. There you go. So I can tell I'm not alone here. Um, and so what this is coming to surface and showing me is that until I shift this mindset of mine that I will be happy when, and this is what Christine was talking about, that gap trap, I'll be happy when I reach this level. What I'm doing now is basing my happiness on my level of achievement which is constantly growing and getting pushed further because I'm constantly growing and getting pushed further. You know, three months ago, the idea of writing a journal came about and I was so excited and this was my goal. And I was like, ah, and don't get me wrong. I'm very, very excited and very, very proud of what I've done, done here and, and the content that I've written. But that was short-lived, very short-lived, very, very short-lived. It's now moved straight on to the next thing and it's now gone to, Oh yeah, but how many copies has it sold? Blah 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 blah. What's the numbers? What's this? Is it really that good? Uh, the negative. Okay. And so, what I'm trying to get you to understand here is that we need to start to unravel these subconscious beliefs, and we need to start bringing certain things to attention and asking why. Why have I got this? Where does this? And the best way that I can think to start is when you have unhappiness in a good situation. That is my trigger, let's use. That is my trigger to go, there is some subconscious belief in here that is within me that I need to unravel. Because when you're feeling shitty, but your conscious thoughts are like, you've got things good, why are you feeling shitty? Then there's obviously some underlying belief system that is creating different thoughts that you feel shouldn't be there. For example... I've started, you know, I've started jogging again. And then the other day I was running and the little lady in my ear was like, told me my time was like six minutes and 45 seconds. 
And straight away, my brain went to, oh, you're slow. You've dropped off your pace. What are you doing? And I'd completely disregarded the fact that I was outside running with my shirt off in fucking four degrees. <laughs> and I've been doing it for two weeks straight. Like I, in that split second, I disregarded all the progress that I'd made. And I started feeling disappointed that I wasn't moving faster, that I wasn't progressing harder, that I wasn't getting further better than other people. So my comparison method or whatever you want to call it, just fired up. And I was like, oh, this is slower than yesterday. This isn't good. Which is not the right thought process. What I should be focusing on is, Jake, well done. This is day 20. What am I, what are we up to now? This is day 18. Congratulations. You've been consistent. Who cares what your time is? Because two days after that, I was running on one under five minute downhill. It doesn't matter what it was, but it was, it was all relative. And this immediate response came from the belief and the subconscious. So I feel that as soon as something happens, the emotion that fires straight away, that's coming from that subconscious belief. So like we're on, when we're on the charts, as soon as that, tr that trade goes into drawdown, what are you feeling in that exact moment? Because that is usually the subconscious belief system telling you, oh, you're losing again, or oh, no, I can't afford to lose this much money. Whatever it is with that instantaneous emotion, that first thought, that initial trigger that comes up, these are usually where the key to the subconscious beliefs are. And that's where you have to start digging deep. And what I found over these last couple of weeks of exploring myself with the frustration in not being fast for running or with the I've achieved this, but now what's next and why aren't I doing it fast enough? And it's what I say all the time on, on this call is be grateful for what we do have and not disappointed in what we feel we should have had that evil word should again. I should be running under six minutes. I should be better than this. I should have made more money by now. These are all thoughts that have come from the subconscious beliefs. Put some ones in the chat if this is making sense. Because I know it's a bit convoluted to get your head around this idea. Okay, we've got some good ones coming through. So I want to bring this attention to you because... Like I said yesterday, we want to shift those behaviors, those subconscious behaviors, those instantaneous reactions from the things that we aren't doing, those emotional responses, those revenge trading, those no entry entries, all the things that you know are listed in the journal that we spoke about a couple a week back. And we want to bring attention to those because those are the instantaneous reactions we have, which come from our subconscious behaviors. But those subconscious behaviors have come from subconscious beliefs. And if you can take it that step further and understand our behaviors and understand the belief system that we have that is driving those behaviors and change the belief system, then we can really push ourselves into a different direction. For example, and this comes, this is where conviction comes from. So we need to really believe to our core that we are traders. And I'm using trading as an example here because obviously we are all here from, from trading. But how many people have ever gone to, actually put some ones in the chat, if you've ever gone to a salesperson and they're trying to sell you something and you can tell instantly 
that they're just dribbling shit to you and that the product is just shit. Yeah, very quick ones, right? Um, yep. So sales is is very very good for this. A good salesperson has conviction in in what they say. If they're a good salesperson, you're like, oh, like, yeah, okay, I really want to hear more about this. Like, please tell me more. Like, obviously, you have a good understanding. You're very proud of what you're selling. You stand by it because they've got the belief that what they're selling is really good, and that's the only way you should be a salesman is if you believe your product, your system, whatever it is, like, hello, my journal, I believe it's fucking great, so go buy it. Like, you have to have conviction in it because you have to have the belief that what you've done or what you're selling is good. The same with trading because humans can instinctively, you've just said you can all tell when a salesman's talking shit, trying to sell you absolute junk. So... That just goes to show that if you can tell when someone else is, you can also tell when you're lying to yourself. And so we need to start finding a way to believing ourselves. Do you believe truly that you can make it as a trader? Because if you truly believe and have that belief ingrained into you so deep that it's subconscious, you don't have to think about it. You don't have to keep reminding yourself of it. Maybe you do at the start. Maybe it has to be a conscious thought that you can make subconscious, but once you've got this subconscious thought and belief and conviction in yourself that you can identify as a trader, remember we spoke about that recently, then you can start shifting behaviors because it's not, oh, yeah, this trading is something that I've been working on and, you know, I think I can get there or maybe if, um, uh, um, because as soon as you, if, um, uh, um, then you've also got your mind open for other things. You've also got your, your window open for, for second options or a plan B which is a very double-edged sword, but that's topic for another day. So if you're umming and erring and you have the plan B and you've always got your eyes open for other things, then, you tr- then that means to me that you don't truly believe that this can work for you, that you don't truly believe in your own ability. And if that's the case right now, that's not the end of the world, but you have to figure out why you don't believe in yourself and start fixing that until you do believe in yourself because it's only when you truly believe that you yourself can become a trader that you will start to make those leaps and bounds forward that you'll start to actually do the things that are being suggested that you'll start to actually trade and track with consistency with discipline it's making that decision that no fucking enough is enough i'm not messing around anymore i am a trader and i'm going to make it This is who I identify as. This is who I am going to be. This is the belief that I have that I can do this. When you have that, the behaviors are going to follow the belief. They are going to follow your attitude. You will have conviction to your own future, which will in turn make you want to have the discipline to force those conscious behaviors into subconscious behaviors. Your why will be strong enough. Your belief will be strong enough and you will make it so. You will make it so that you get rid of those shitty behaviors, that you bring attention to the negative stuff and try and eradicate it and you bring attention to the positive stuff and do it over and over and over again until it is stuck in place. Jake, you're speaking truth today. This is so me. This is powerful and I'm going to make it. Yes, you are. You have to believe it. I believe it and I know it. Thank you for affirming. Good. 
That's what I want to hear. And this is why affirmations, speak your truth, write it down. If you're the kind of person that needs um, verbal approval, write it down, look in the mirror, say it out loud. I believe it. I'm going to make it and I'm going to fucking crush this because I am a trader and this is going to be my life. Not I'm going to keep working my part-time job and do this as a dream in my head over and over and over while I just slowly whittle away my money. No. Ask yourself, what's your side hustle right now? Do you have a full-time job with trading as your side hustle? Or is your current job just your side hustle at the moment while you pay to get through to your full-time thing of trading? I know what my situation is. I've shifted so that I stand in the snow and hand out flyers for three hours so that what can I do in the rest of my time? Work on creating my personal brand. Work on my mindset. Work on my trading. Work on my discipline. Work on my journal. Work on me. Because that's where I really want to go in my life. There's only so much time in the day. Where are you putting your time? If you're putting eight hours to someone else's dream, working for them consistently, and only putting two hours a day into your dream, you can see where your priorities lie. And I'm not saying everybody has the opportunity just to up and flick everything off and go spend eight hours a day on their dream. It's Sometimes it's not like that for everyone. But if your priorities sit in Netflix and chilling out and don't get me wrong, reading's great, you know, read books and all those personal, you know, personal development, but is it fictional books or is it personal development and growth books? You know how much time you're spending in which areas of your life. And if trading is just the side hobby that you do just for the one hour, I mean, all of you on this call are here learning mindset. You're trying to grow. I believe that all of you here on this call do have your priorities in the right spot because that's why you're here learning more. We just got to really understand these subconscious beliefs and start to dig and peel back the layers because they're not going to come to us like that because otherwise that'd be conscious beliefs. We have to do digging. We have to understand ourselves. We have to really dive deeper and ask the questions about ourselves so we can learn these subconscious beliefs so we can start to shift them. All right. That's my rambling time up. <laughs> Thank you for listening yet again. I love that all you are still here, still showing up, are still learning with me. Uh, I do think, unfortunately, I'm going to have to drop back to three days a week but that is something I'm still trying to balance. We'll see how it all goes. We do have um, Morris and Adriana coming back on Friday to share with us some lessons and have a bit of a discussion on, I think, New Year's resolutions and concepts as of such. I can't wait for that. Last time they had a great story to share, so I'm looking forward to what they have to share today. We'll be back tomorrow. Um, and then next week we'll see how it's going to go. But for now, tomorrow, I shall see you then. I, like I said, I'm not trading this week because I'm setting up my environment so I can start strong and fresh and re revived, but I wish you all the best on the charts. Our trading call has just started. So to our traders, good luck, have fun, enjoy, be disciplined. And to the rest of you, I shall see you tomorrow. All right. Thanks everyone. Bye.